I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, could still be intact but what is the likelihood of that when if you trace the source of each resource they've got they tapped into the veins of the masses the system maintains feeding on their youthfulness and draining from their brains and then the weak ones are rejected armed and turned toward the strife they return with force and take away their life but make no mistake there is life in abundance for all to partake so war is redundant and hate is futile but too many put feeling We all are the same The essence of life in this physical plane So nothing can restrain the love You just have to claim the love Yes, I remember the censorship of showing your roots Deception with no lie conditioning for the youth Straightening their follicles while twisting their minds Replacing all traditions with their programs for decline But as I rebel, my naughty swells defiant of the taming My natural advantage I'm proclaiming These spirals map the course of life and represent the force of life Connected to the source of life So make no mistake There is life in abundance for all to partake So war is redundant and hate is futile But too many put feelings We all are the same The essence of life in this physical plane So nothing can restrain the love you just have to claim it, you just have to claim it, you just have to claim the love. Take. There is life in abundance for all to partake 
So war is redundant and hate is futile In the face of love But too many put feelings in They all are the same The essence of life in this physical plane So nothing can restrain the love You just have to claim it You just have to claim it You just have to claim it Ancient people were grown, shown the truth since the youth and the roots showed the proof. Opening pathways like the Father Eshu, like that boot camp sheet, a strange wonder. Ascended to the heavens from the land of down under. Trying to figure how to reunite her people now asunder. She devours these alliances to stave off her growing hunger. Her number, the two stands for ever growing wisdom. She is the moon, heat the sun, overstand and make the cycle one. You could catch a politicking on the streets of Mecca. Then she rests in Ile Ipe to recharge her bio essence. She broke the earthly terrain, born with two Fulani earrings and a pocket full of change. Bust with a voice that's the sound to behold. She broke the mold, renewed the old, turned the microphone to solid gold. Spoke with the elders before she left the home planet, and they told her never to disrespect the craft if you disband it. Remember the four facets they would carry you far. Not for you to be a star, but a preserver of art. Heart human, cause the body she inhabits. A goddess, cause she carry bloodlines of the immortal status, like Gladys. Took the midnight train to Georgia Seeking out the ground like old Moorish explorers The forest of knowledge was barren and weeds were taking over She took a seed from her magic bag and planted near a four clover A lotus flower grew from mud at the riverbanks The people start rejoicing on their knees giving thanks We'll have our quarrels And you will upset me But what can I do? They asked her name, wonder why she wasn't famous She said my name is Cyrock, you're confused on what my aim is I do this not for recognition, but to change my folks' position This is lesson 101, so hold your tongue and start to listen You are the lost tribe, wanders from the light Sent to conquer universes, turn the wrongness to right The uncivilized have an envious eye And they plotted your demise based on treachery and lies You lost your culture and the jewels that you came with They learned your alchemy and they used it to make a name with Became the false gods while the real ones suffered the Became dull and over time they lost their luster You forgot the mission and got tricked into submission Now the elders sent me here to resurrect the beats and rhythms This is your movement and it can never be stopped It's the spirit of our people giving the name of hip hop
Joyous, joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Maria Matane. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is Thrive Within the Knowledge of Five. Thrive Within the Knowledge of five. These numbers that surround us, that are in us, lead us, deceive us. We need to thrive within the knowledge of. Overstand. We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed, starting off in Luke 14, 19. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Luke 16, 28. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Matthew 25, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish, that they were foolish, took their lamps, and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves." And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, 
and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. For after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with him. And so he that had received five talents came and bought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter in thou, and to joy of the Lord. Mark 6.38 He said unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. Luke 9, 12 to 17. And when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat, that they said, We have no more but five loaves. And two fishes, except we should go and buy meat for all this people. For they were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so, and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to the heaven, he blessed them, and brake, and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. And they did eat. And were all felled, and they were taken up of fragments that remained to them twelve baskets. First Kings seven thirty nine, and he put five bases on the right side of the house, and five on the left side of the house, and he set the sea on the right side of the house eastward against the south. 1 Kings 7.49, and the candlesticks of pure gold, five on the right side and five on the left, before the oracle, with the flowers and the lamps and the tongs of gold. Revelation 9.1, and the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. 
Revelation 9, 3 to 5. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Revelation 9.10 And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And Revelation 17.9-10 And here is the mind which hath wisdom, seven heads, are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth, and there are seven kings. Five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. In Yeshua's name, we must thrive within the knowledge of five. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. Now Jesus, oh, the place full of bad men and some people were so evil. No, for them want test, for them can't test where God bless me. No, send them out, let's walk my grand press regardless. And now on and on we go. On and on we go. On and on we go. Come and know. So from your mind, conceive, then you shall achieve it. No make them stop here with them bad energy. Yeah. Them no no love only, but them a free. Them no warmer for me, but just make me fly away, fly like a million sparrows. Take me away from the hollows, you know. Just make me fly away, fly. I can't take this no more. This is not what I hope for.
you only Only you alone control me We not this our world full of only Cause this world may be cold and so lonely So
sun shining inside Oh, let your light shine so your love can grow High in the sky where the birds fly free Let your light shine so your love can grow High enough for the whole world to see I'm still tired. 
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with tonight's theme. Thrive within a knowledge of five. Five is the symbol of human microcosm, the number of the human being, human forms, the pentagon when arms and legs are outstretched. The pentagon is endless, sharing the symbolism of perfection and the power of the circle. Five is a circular number as it produces itself in its last digit when raised to its own power. The pentacle, like the circle, symbolizes whole. The quincux being the number of its center and the meaning point of heaven, earth, and the four cardinal points plus the center point. Five is also representative of the Godhead, central creator of the four fours, plus equaling five. Five is the marriage of the hero's gamas as combination of feminine and the masculine, feminine being even as two in frequency and masculine being odd as three in frequency equal five. The number five symbolizes meditation, religion, versatility. It represents the five senses, taste, touch, smell, sight, hearing. Everywhere except in the East. In the East, there are six, the extra being mind. We find meaning to five in the five-petaled flower, five-pointed leaves, especially the rose. The rose has much symbolism, but also the lily, vine, all of which represent the microcosm. The five-pointed star depicts individuality and spiritual aspiration and education when it points upward. The five-pointed star pointing downward represents witchcraft, and it's used in black magic. The number five formed the first counting process from which all else came five fingers, and five toes. In alchemy, the five-petaled flower and the five-pointed star symbolizing the quintessence. For the Buddhist belief, the heart has four directions. The heart center makes five, symbolizing universality. This idea is also symbolized by the sacred mountains surrounded by the four islands. The Chinese, there are five elements, five atmospheres, conditions, planets, sacred mountains, grains, colors, tastes, poisons, powerful charms, cardinal virtues, blessings, external ideas, relations to humankind. For the Christian, five depicts human beings after the fall in the Garden of Eden. The five senses, the five points to the cross, the five wounds of Christ, fishes feeding 5,000, and the books of Moses. Egyptians, there are five crocodiles of the Nile. Greco-Roman, five is the nuptial number of love and union. It's the number of Venus. Venus years are completed in groups of five. Apollo, as their god of light, has five qualities. Omniscience. I'm the presence, I'm the potence, eternity, and unity. In Hebrew, 
Five represents strength and severity, radical intelligence. In Kabbalah, five represents fear. In Hindu, five is the quinary groups of the world, the five elements of the subtle and coarse states, their primary colors of senses, five faces of Siva, and the twice five incarnations of Vishnu. In Islam, there are five pillars of religion, five divine presences, five fundamental dogmas, five actions, five daily times of prayer. For the Parsi, five is a significant number in Parsi and Mandian rites, possibly connected with the five sacred interclarity days of light. Pythagorean, the Haros, the Gamos, the marriage of heaven, earth, it represents Apollo as God of light and his five qualities. The five-pointed star stands for the number five, also called the Pentad, known as the living principle. The number five indicates the action of the active principle on form. Five symbolizes human suffering and transformation, the turning point in human destiny. This number represents the divine spirit fundamental to all beings that is crucified on the cross of matter, which contains the four elements of air, fire, water, and earth. Despite our connection to the senses, we must employ free will in order to bolster self-discipline and redirect our energies toward the divine and work toward a perfected consciousness. The number five, the number of the pentagram, conceals the most profound arcana. Five is the number of the fall, as well as the number of the will. Now, Mercury, the planet of communication, governs the number five and represents change, fast living, and tremendous mental and nervous stress. It's associated with the physical comfort as well as discomfort. And Mercury's influence is being felt and will be felt in coming years. As all forms of communication are enhanced, the world has become smaller and everybody will have access to all knowledge and information. And it's this increase in information through all manners of communication, including writing, television, cable, telephone, all kinds of public speaking, will make people feel sometimes overloaded with information. Now five, made up as it is, of the first odd number, rejecting unity, and the first even number, is the symbol of that mixed condition of order and disorder existing in the world. Five is a number associated with grace, Portions were taken to them from Joseph's table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs, and they drank and were merry with him. Genesis forty three thirty four. There are five Levitical offerings, Leviticus 1 through 5. And Yeshua multiplied five loaves of bread to feed 5,000 in Matthew fourteen seventeen. Five is the number of manifestation, it's the number of the five elements, earth, air, water, fire, and ether. Within the five elements 
are all of the components necessary for creative manifestation. Five is a very free-spirited creative number. The spiritual essence of number five aligns to freedom, to feel the freedom to pursue that which fills your heart with purposeful joy and bliss. Five is a doing number, representing faith in action, having a mindful connection to the synergy of the forces of nature. Five is the number of harmony and balance. It's also the number of divine grace. The number five is a characteristic of the man. First, according to the cabal, it is the number of the perfect man. According to the Bible, it is the symbol of the man-God by the five wounds of the Christ on the cross. But it's also associated to the man in general. Two plus three. Having an unstable character of duality, too in spite of his divinity, three. The five is also found in the human body. Five fingers on the hand and feet, five senses, the five members, two arms, two legs and a head, and the bust being the center. The five bones forming the metacarpus, the metatars, and the brain pan. It's the symbol of wills divine. The five powers in the soul, vegetative, sensitive, concusable, irascible, and rational. The five wandering planets in heaven, according to which there are fivefold terms in every sign. And that is Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Venus, and Mercury. In elements, there are five kinds of mixed bodies, stones, metals, plants, plant animals, and animals, and so many kinds of, of, of animals as men, four-footed beasts, creeping, swimming, and flying. And there are five kinds by which all things are made of the Most High, essence, the same, another, sense, and motion. For in this number, the father Noah found favor with the Most High, and was preserved in the flood of waters. In the virtue of this number, Abraham, being in hundred years old, begat a son of Sarah, and Sarah being ninety years old, and a barren woman, and past childbearing, and grew up to be a great people. Hence, in time of grace, the name of divine omnipotency is called upon in five letters. In time of nature, the name of the Most High was called upon with three letters. In the time of law, the ineffable name of God was expressed with four letters, instead of which the Hebrews expressed Adonai in the time of grace. The Most High was written with five letters, Jesu, which is called upon with no less mystery than that of the three letters. The number five symbolized God's grace, goodness, and favor toward humans and is mentioned 318 times in scripture. Five is the number of grace and multiplied by itself, which is 25, is grace upon grace, John 1.16. The Ten Commandments contains two sets of five commandments. The first five commandments are related to our treatment and relationship with the Most High. 
and the last five concern our relationship with other humans. There are five primary types of offerings that the Most High commanded Israel to bring him. They are burnt offerings in Leviticus 1, 8, 18 to 21 and 16, 24. Sin, Leviticus 4, 16, 3 to, to 22. Trespass, which is mentioned in Leviticus 5, 14 to 19 and 6, 1 to 7 and 7, 1 to 6. Grain, Leviticus 2, and peace offering in Leviticus 3, 7, 11 to 34. The book of Psalms is divided into five major sections. Section one refers to the Passover, Israel's beginning, and the start of the Most High's plan of salvation that centers around Yeshua. And section two sings about a unified Israel in the land and pitches the creation of the New Testament church. And section three bemoans the destruction of both the Most High's temple and Jerusalem. And this section also hints at prophecies regarding end-time tribulation. And section 4 rejoices over the 1,000 reign of Yeshua and shows Israel gathered again. And section 5 pictures a time when Judea, representing all Israel, shall again be delivered. There are five books of the Most High's law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, commonly referred to as the Pentateuch. And penta means five. The five fundamental virtues are wisdom, love, truth, goodness, and justice. The words pagan, Christian, Pentecost, and the name of Eve are used five times in the Bible. By five times in the New Testament, we see Yeshua pronouncing himself his own name. And curiously, the Antichrist is not written in the Revelation, where he plays, nevertheless, a so great role. This word appears in the Bible only five times in the Epistle of St. John. The five oceans, Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, Arctic, and Antarctic, the five parts of the geographical world, Europe, Asia, Africa, America, and Oceania. The spatial representation of the number five is the pyramid, five summits with five faces, and also the pentagram, five sides, so the man would be included there as well. In Hebrew, the number five means seizure, Contraction like the five fingers. The five elements of Chinese theory, water, fire, wood, metal, and ground. The five parts of the clothing remaining of Yeshua during his crucifixion, after the soldiers had made four parts of his dress, plus his tunic, which they did not tear, mentioned in John 19.23. And according to Bible meanings, the following passage in which five is mentioned, as in the Lord's parable about the man who went into another country and delivered to his servants according to their abilities, to one five talents, to another two, and to a third one. 
And he that received the five talents traded with them and gained other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two gained another two. But he that received one hid his Lord's silver in the earth. I referenced that earlier in Matthew twenty-five fourteen. One does not think beyond the literal sense, cannot know, but that the very numbers five, two, and one were simply for composing the story of the parable, and they involve nothing further. Whereas there is a secret in these numbers themselves. For by the servant who received five talents are signified those who have admitted goods and truths from the Lord. Thus who have received remains by him who received two are signified those who have joined charity to faith when well on in years. And by him who received one, those who have received faith alone without charity. Of the last, it is said that he hid his Lord's silver in the earth. For by the silver he had is signified in the internal sense the truth that is of faith. And faith without charity cannot make or gain or bear fruit. Such things are in the numbers. It's similar with another parable. Luke 19, 12. Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well done, thy good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little. But thou over ten cities. And the second said, Lord, thy pound hath made five pounds. And he said unto him also, Be thou also over five cities. The third had laid a pound in a napkin. But the Lord said, Take away from him the pound, and give it unto him that hath ten pounds. Here, in like manner, ten and five signify remains ten more, five fewer. He who laid the pound on the napkin denotes those who procure for themselves the truths of faith, but do not conjoin them with the goods of charity, and so have no gain or fruit from them. The fifth part, the five, signified goods and truths stored up in man by the Most High and reserved for use when there shall be a famine, and that is when there shall be a lack and a privation of good and truth. For unless such things were stored up in man by the Most High, there would be nothing to uplift him in a state of temptation and vastation. Consequently, nothing through which he could be regenerated and thus would be without the means of salvation in the other life. And Geburah is the fifth sephira, which stands for, I recognize the manifestation of the undeviating justice in all the circumstances of my life. It's the 13th path. In its name, the uniting consciousness because of its essence of glory. It represents the completion of the true essence of the unified spiritual being. Gaborah is where one learns about and begins to wield the power of the individual self. It's also where, for the first time, 
one directly perceives the legality or the rightness of all things. The undeviating justice of the universal legality is absolute and manifest in all the circumstances of one's life. And the inevitability of this fact teaches to wield their power with great care and respect, lest they burn their fingers. One's experience during this process of learning about power and its use afford a degree of completion of the individual self. It's likened to adolescence when the youth first learns that they actually do have their own power. At first, that power is wielded selfishly and foolishly, but with time and experience, the youth matures and learns that power with is far more productive than power over. And that's why we give each other a high five, right? (laughs) Working together in glory. Our power lies in the two plus the three. Our duality within the divinity. Maintaining balance within the body, mind, and spirit. All manifestation requires co-creation. And spiritual energies and positive thoughts activated and drawing back to the self-positive energies and opportunities are the stored up goods and truths needed for the grace within self-actualization. Thrive within the knowledge of five. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis. Blessings and grace. Long before Sumeria existed, before Egypt had built Saqqara, before the Indus Valley nurtured, spirit lived in human bodies, dancing in high culture. The Sphinx knows the truth. We are much more than we know. We have forgotten. At one time, we existed on Earth in a very high level of awareness that was far beyond anything we can even imagine right now. We hardly have even the capability to imagine where we once were because it is so out of context with who we are now. The most important change was in the way we breathed prana, a Hindu word for the life force energy of this universe. Prana is more critical to our survival than air, water, food, or any other substance. And the manner in which we take this energy into our bodies radically affects how we perceive the reality. Alright, so a major point in the human body is the pineal gland. Located almost in the center of the head, it is a huge factor in consciousness. This gland has degenerated from its original size, comparable to a ping pong ball, to its present size, that of a dried pea, because we forgot how to use it a long time ago. So now, instead of taking prana through the pineal gland and circulating it, we started breathing it in through the nose and mouth. (laughs) This caused prana to bypass the pineal gland 
and resulted in our seeing things in a totally different way through a different interpretation of the one reality called polarity consciousness or good and evil. The result of this polarity consciousness has us thinking that we are inside a body looking out. Somehow separated from what's out there. This is pure illusion. It feels real, but there is no truth at all to this perception. It's merely the view of reality we have from this fallen state. Adapted from Bronvalo Melchizedek's The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, Volume 1. Talk. And I don't wanna talk. They got 
got an itty bitty bike with a big bark And I ain't never said a thing I really just didn't mean You a straight 180, I'm 360 degrees I do this here with ease While you be on your knees Communicating, please, please Come on, man Wrist make a arithmetic Triple beam lean on these fish scale lyricists I am living mad See your skill and wit Leave your absolute value Milling this, I'm killing this With this rhythmic arithmetic Triple beam lean on these fish scale lyricists I am living mad If you don't stand for something, you're gonna fall for anything. We had a day to solve the problem, the day to make a better way. So let us start with us today You better try to help yourself To provide for all the way Well, I've got them to do this And I've got them to do that Youths nowadays who no feel no want for that Stop grudge your brother for the food in a pot Better your tongue judge for the life where you got You cannot blame another for your discomfort No I said them real and we find Your time for rise, so you can't watch that. You don't stand for something, you're gonna fall for anything. We had a day to solve the problem, the day to make a better way. The only day we can depend on, so let us start with us today. You better try to help yourself, to provide That you him have a care steer No need for bad mind You will get one this year Fire bond the oppressor We a bring with the tears We a fear each And we a conquer with fear. So it's a hustle You a hustle Well you must make a thing And if a great You a juggle You fake go and do your thing So if you is a artist Then you know fist stop a sing And if I still a see you say You fake go and heal the king You don't stand for something you're gonna fall for anything We had a day to solve the problem The day to make a better way The only day we can depend on So let us start with us today You better try to help yourself To provide for Get up and do something Get the youths and an office up on And that no mean you fi pick up no gun So no make nobody tell you say I can't win If you don't stand for something You're gonna fall for anything We had a day to solve the problem The day to make a Big up King Ivy, 
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Starting off first with NPR.org. Ethiopia has its first female president. Ethiopia's parliament has made Saleh Wakzwede the country's first female president, and while the role is largely ceremonial, her appointment carries power in what it signifies. Saleh Work is an experienced diplomat and is the first female head of state in Ethiopia's modern history. In June, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres appointed Sally Work as a special representative to the African Union and head of the United Nations Office of the African Union, the first woman in the role. She was previously Director General of the U.S. UN office at Nairobi and held a range of diplomatic posts, including Ethiopia's ambassador to France and the Djibouti. So blessings and grace to Sally Works Wede, as she is the very first female president for Ethiopia. And moving forward on the LA Times, San Francisco will allow non-citizens to vote in a local election, making the city once again a flashpoint in the debate about immigration. Non-citizens, including those without legal status, will be allowed to vote only in a school board race, and as just a little more than 40 have registered to vote so far. Still, the decision carries a major symbolic force and has become the latest punching bag for conservatives who are already using California's efforts to protect people in this country illegally from President Trump's immigration crackdown as a political issue in the midterm election. California has gone further than any other state in offering opportunities to those here illegally including providing special driver's licenses, college tuition breaks, and child health care. Voting has been a more sensitive topic, but experts say it fits both the larger political trend in California as well as the conservative backlash. It will speak to that sort of sense that change is coming to the United States and that change has been done extra-legally somehow, says Louis DiCipio, a professor of political science at UC Irvine. It's no surprise San Francisco's action will further rally conservatives who are also using the exodus of thousands of Central Americans headed to the U.S. border en masse as an issue, said Robert Hibbertson, executive director of We the People Rising, a Claremont organization that lobbies for stricter immigration enforcement. Non-citizen voting is a very contentious issue, Hippeson said. The move to extend voting rights to those illegally residing in San Francisco has the potential to backfire among citizens with a moderate stance 
on illegal immigration. In the last week, alternate right publications and anti-illegal immigration activists and nationalist online chat rooms have grabbed onto the issue. A tweet posted this week by the World Net Daily to promote a story about the election reads, the gates have now opened to letting non-citizens vote. Is this, is this the beginning of the end? Conservative assemblyman Travis Allen chimed in tweeting, illegal, illegal immigrants now voting. Non-citizens now eligible to vote in November's election due to Democratic ordinance. The California Democratic Party has gone too far. It's time we take back California. Shannon Walton, a San Francisco Unified School District Commissioner who introduced a resolution to the school board in support of the measure in 2016, said he doesn't bind to the rhetoric from the right. At the end of the day, for, for me, it's important that families who have children in our schools have a say, he said. The San Francisco Unified School District doesn't keep track of how many of its students or parents are non-citizens. The district's website reports that 29% of its 54,063 students are English language learners, an indication of the size of the district's immigration population. An estimated 35,000 people without legal status live in San Francisco, according to a 2017 Pew Research report. The city's voters approved the measure two years ago during the same election as Donald Trump's presidential victory that would lead to an immigration crackdown and intensified rhetoric against people living in the country illegally. As a result, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors passed an ordinance in May requiring a notice to be included with every registration affidavit and other election material that informs voters that their information could reach United States immigration officials, said John Arts, director of San Francisco's Department of Elections. I share the same fear as our undocumented residents, Walton said. I don't expect people to rush to the polls to give the federal government the opportunity to attack our city residents. As of Tuesday afternoon, 42 non-citizens had registered to vote in the local election. The registration deadline was Monday, but the state also allows people to conditionally register and vote on election day. So there is a new trend taking place within the local elections, and that is stirring the fever pitch of the cry of the alt-right against immigration. Moving forward on Euroactive.com, European Parliament wants to ban neo-fascist groups. Faced with the upsurge of xenophobia in Europe, MEPs want to take firm action against neo-fascist and neo-Nazi groups, which currently benefit from a certain level of discretion in several countries. Xenophobia is fueled by neo-fascist and neo-Nazi groups in Europe, which should be banned as a matter of urgency. The European Parliament demanded on Thursday, October 25th. MEPs have adopted a resolution condemning the surge in the number of incidents related to hatred and intolerance in Europe. The resolution calls for action to be taken against small far-right groups, which fuel the rise in xenophobia. According to the resolution, which was adopted the, with 355 votes in favor, 90 against, and 39 abstentions, the lack of serious action against neo-fascist and neo-Nazi groups has enabled the occurrence of the current xenophobic surge in Europe. MEPs notably pointed at the rise in serious attacks motivated by xenophobia, such as the 2011 attacks in Norway, the murder of British MP Joe Cox, 
and even the recent attack on EMP Eleonora Forenzo by small fascist groups in Italy. The resolution calls for member states, among other things, to condemn and sanction hate crimes and hate speech in the strongest terms. Moreover, it requests that they ban neo-fascist and neo-Nazi groups or any other foundation or association that exalts and glorifies and glorifies Nazism and fascism. Another lever for action advocated by MEPs is the fight against online hate speech. The Internet is the main vehicle for the dissemination of racist, fascist, and xenophobic speech. We urgently need to denounce these movements which are not admissible in our democracies under any circumstance, from Joe Cox's murder by a person from the far right to the Italian who shot six migrants during a racially motivated attack, Via the homophobic attacks in France, these unacceptable acts are increasing, pointed out Sylvie Gilliam, vice president of the European Parliament. The French socialists particularly singled out Generation Identitaire, Gen Generation Identity, a French far-right group responsible for several crackdown operations against refugees in recent months, particularly in France. In April 2018, a handful of activists from various European countries erected a symbolic border at, in the Alps, which acts as a passage for refugees wanting to reach France from Italy. In October, a small far-right group took over the headquarters of the SOS Mediterranean and Marcel, the NGO which funds sea rescues of migrants aboard the emblematic ship, the Aquarius. We strongly condemn the French inaction against a small group like Generation Identitaire, Despite our requests for its dissolution, we would like for the new Minister of the Interior to embark on a different course from its predecessor. These groups represent a danger for citizens and our democracy, called Guillaume. In its largest report published in March, the French National Conservative Commission on Human Rights considered that the level of racism, anti-Semitism, and xenophobia were extremely worrying. So blessings and grace to the European Parliament, which is trying to put its foot down and take a stance against all of these distractions that divide and destroy. And moving forward on the MiddleEastEye.net, the Saudi prince, the senior Saudi prince, flies home to tackle MBS succession. Prince Ahmed bin Abdulaziz, the younger brother of King Salman, has returned to Saudi Arabia after a prolonged absence in London to mount a challenge to the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman or find someone who can. The Septuagenarian Prince, an open critic of bin Salman, has traveled with security guarantees given by the United States and the United Kingdom officials. He and others in the family have realized that MBS has become toxic a Saudi source close to Prince Ahmad told the Middle East Eye. The prince wants to play a role to make these changes, which means either he himself will play a major role in any new arrangement or help to choose an alternative to MBS. The source said that the prince returned after discussion with the United States and the United Kingdom officials who assured him they would not let him be harmed and encouraged him to play the role of usurper. Apart from those Western guarantees, Ahmad is also protected by his rank. Last November, Ben Salman conducted a sweeping purge of dissident royals, yet was not able to touch any of the sons of King Abdul Aziz, the founder of the modern Saudi state, who are regarded as too senior a target for him. 
The 33-year-old heir to the Saudi throne's dominance in the kingdom has come under intense scrutiny following the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi on October 2nd, leading to speculation that he could be replaced. MEE understands that while Prince Ahmad was in London, he held meetings with other members of the Saudi royal family who are currently living outside the kingdom. Prince Ahmad also consulted figures inside the kingdom who have similar concerns and have encouraged him to help usurp his nephew. MEE also understands that there are three senior princes who support Prince Ahmad's move who cannot be named for fear of compromising their security. All have held top positions in the military and security forces. Meanwhile, in Washington, disquiet grows. Writing in the New York Times, former National Security Advisor to the Obama Administration and the U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Susan Rice said, looking ahead, Washington must ask to mitigate the risks to our own interests. We should not rupture our important relationship with the kingdom. We must make clear it cannot be business as usual so long as Prince Mohammed continues to wield unlimited power. It should be the United States policy in conjunction with our allies to sideline the crown prince in order to increase pressure on the royal family to find a steadier replacement, she added. Prince Ahmad's return will only increase the pressure on Ben Salman, who's at the center of the standoff between Saudi Arabia and Turkey after Khashoggi was murdered in his country's consulate in Istanbul. The Turkish authorities are demanding that the Saudis tell them where Khashoggi's body is, and the Saudis are insisting that Turkey hand over the audio tapes of the execution, details of which have been routinely been leaked to the media. In a thinly veiled attack on the crown prince, Turkish president Eric Godin on Tuesday accused the Saudis of protecting the person responsible for the murder. So this is an ongoing power struggle, and they're trying to stage a coup by sending in the older uncle. Moving forward on cbc.ca, the mayor Esteban of Saskatchewan says local residents have been turned away at the nearby United States border after admitting to pass marijuana use. It's a fairly serious concern, said Roy Ludwig, mayor of the city located just 16 kilometers north of North Dakota border crossing. Even people that may have smoked it 20 or 30 years ago, they're being asked, have you ever smoked cannabis? When they got to the U.S. border, we understand some people have said yes, that they have, and they've been turned back. Ludwig said that several Estevan residents have undergone strict questioning at the United States border since recreational cannabis was legalized in Canada less than two weeks ago. He said he knows of two people who were turned away and not allowed to cross the border. Recreational cannabis use is not legal in North Dakota, and pot possession is still illegal under United States federal law. The Canadian government warned people pre-legalization that previous use of cannabis or any substance prohibited by United States federal laws could mean that you are denied entry to the United States. Not everyone who wants to cross the border is reacting the same way to those rules, according to Ludwig. Some are saying the truth, saying yes, they have smoked it, and then some that have smoked are saying no because they are scared they may be banned for life. So this is what's happening over in the Canadian border. So ones must be careful, my Canadian listeners. And on PBS.org, 
Brazil elects far-right president worrying rights groups. In some of his first words to the nation as president-elect, far-right politician Jair Bolsonaro has promised to defend the Constitution and unite a bitterly divided populace. His left-wing rival immediately vowed to mount a a vigorous opposition while rights groups warned against the rollback of civil liberties. That juxtaposition underscored that the end of the election was not the end of the acrimony and that the myriad of challenges lay ahead for Latin America's largest nation. Bolsonaro appeared to try to allay those concerns Sunday night, saying he would pacify Brazil following a race that revealed deep divisions and was repeatedly marred by violence. The candidate himself was stabbed and almost died while campaigning in early September, and there were numerous reports of politically motivated violence, especially directed at gay people. This country belongs to all of us, Brazilians by birth or by heart, a Brazil of diverse opinions, colors, and orientations, he said, reading off a sheet of paper in a live television address. But in a sign of the challenges ahead, the hashtag he is not my president in Portuguese was the top trending topic on Twitter in Brazil on Monday morning. Bolsonaro's victory moved Brazil, the world's fourth, fourth largest democracy, sharply to the right after four consecutive elections in which candidates from the left-leaning Workers' Party won. Like other right-leaning leaders who have risen to power around the globe, Bolsonaro built his popularity on a mixture of often outrageous or offensive comments and hardline positions. So there's a pattern. And like many, he is sure to face stiff pushback from groups concerned that his strong views will lead to policies that threaten democratic institutions. Bolsonaro has frequently disparaged women's, gays, blacks, praised torture and killings by police, and said he would name military men to his cabinet. He often took to Twitter to lambast the rival Workers' Party as unethical and dangerous. In recent weeks, Brazilians were bombarded with WhatsApp messages that condemn Workers' Party candidate Fernando Haddad, often making outrageous claims. Ultimately, Bolsonaro's message resonated with Brazilians hungry for change. He got just over 55% of the vote Sunday, compared to the right under 45% for Haddad. It sounds like our election here. We have the responsibility to mount an opposition, putting national interests in the interests of the entire Brazilian people above everything, Haddad said in a speech to supporters. He's also a nationalist. Brazil has possibly never needed the exercise of citizenship more than right now. In a sign of how tense the race got, Hadid did not congratulate Bolsonaro, and only on Monday morning did he wish him luck. So they have a new far-right president whose stance and um, political leanings are in line with our president, Overstan, over in Brazil. So blessings and grace to those that have to live under that dominion. And on Reuters.com, Venezuela, a threat to regional stability, security senior U.S. official says, Venezuela poses a clear threat to regional stability and its economic collapse could drag down the United States allies in Latin America, such as Brazil, Argentina, and Colombia, a senior Treasury Department official warned on Tuesday. Marshall 
Billingsley, Assistant, Assistant Secretary for Terrorist Financing at the Treasury Department, also accused the government of President Maduro of contaminating Venezuelan water supplies at gold mining sites. Venezuela poses a clear threat to regional stability and security on top of the horrific humanitarian crisis that is unfolding before our eyes, Billingsley told Washington-based American Enterprise Institute in Washington. This is a hemispheric issue, and the, and the implosion of the regime there is a direct challenge for us, he added. All rich Venezuela economy has sunk into crisis under Maduro's forcing tens of thousands of Venezuelans into neighboring countries amid hyperinflation, food medicine shortage, and power cuts. Billingsley said Maduro's government was one of the largest criminal enterprises in the Western Hemisphere, involved in money laundering, graft fraud, illegal mining schemes, including mining gold and sending it to Turkey for processing. It's being done not just illegally, but it's being done at enormous environmental expense, he said. The regime has basically awarded itself control over a huge percentage of the country and is now stripping this gold out and dumping massive amounts of chemical and mercury contaminants into water supplies. We have highlighted the fact that a lot of this non-monetary gold appears to be destined for Turkey. Venezuela's information ministry did not immediately reply to a request for comment about Billingsley's remarks. The Trump administration has sought to pressure Maduro, his relatives, and senior members of the Socialist Party through sanctions, but the government has shown no willingness to hand over power or negotiate a transition. Billingsley said the United States was collaborating with countries such as Mexico, Colombia, Panama, Argentina, and Spain to block assets stolen from Venezuela. We are on the hunt for Maduro and his wife and his wife's money and are not going to stop until we find it, Billingsley said. It's not their money. It's money they stole. Moving forward on DW.com, Angela Merkel's African Business Summit was marred by protests. The German Chancellor welcomed 11 African business leaders to Berlin to introduce them to the CEOs of Germany's biggest firms. Outside, protesters demanded Germany stop doing business with dictatorships across the continent. Africa is open for business. South African President Ramposo said he couldn't have made the basic purpose of the G20 Investment Summit any clearer. Ramposo was one of 11 African leaders in Berlin on Tuesday for what the German government said was the biggest African event in the country that they had ever hosted. It was also a shop window for Germany's world-class companies to show those leaders what they could do in their countries and what they had already done in Africa. Throughout the early afternoon, as Angela Merkel sat in, front of, in the front row alongside her African counterparts, representatives of Siemens, Alliance, Volkswagen, and others took turns on stage to present power plants in Egypt and Togo, automobile factories in Tunisia and Rwanda, and decentralized solar power systems in Senegal. And moving forward to the griot.com, pioneering for colored girls, Playwright and poet Ntozake Shange dies at age 70. Pl 
playwright, poet, novelist, and pioneer are just a few of the monikers attached to the name of Ntozake Shange, who is best known for her poem, turned play, turned film, for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. The 70-year-old died Saturday morning in her sleep at an assisted living facility in Bowie, Maryland, according to the Star Tribune. News of her passing was also provided by her family through her Twitter account saying, to our extended family and friends, it is with sorrow that we inform you that our loved one, Ntozake Shange, passed away peacefully in her sleep in the early morning of October 27, 2018. Memorial information and details will later follow. Just days before, Shange tweeted about details about a book signing appearance at the Washington, D.C. hotspot, Busboys and Poets. She was in the process of creating a new work after filing being on the mend from multiple strokes she had suffered in recent years. Her sister and fellow playwright, Ifa Baeza, knows that Shange's passing will be felt by countless people across the world. Zake was a woman of extravagance and flourish, and she left quickly without suffering. Baeza told the Star Tribune, I don't think there's a day on the planet when there's not a young woman who discovers herself through the words of my sister. Born Paulette L. Williams to an Air Force surgeon and social worker mother in Trenton, New Jersey, Shange cultivated her passion for the melodic marriage of words from at an early age. Issues of racism and sexism populated her work, oftentimes based on her personal experiences. Shange changed her name in 1971 after surviving a suicide attempt. Entezake means things that belong to her, and Zusa language, and Shange means he or she who walks and lives with lions in Zulu. Blessings and grace to the spirit of Ntozake Shange as her words resonated, uplifted, and, and, and certified experiences throughout womanhood across the world. Out of respect for her, I'd like to share one of her poems from For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow is Enough. This is Lady in Green. Somebody almost walked off with all of my stuff. Not my poems or a dance I gave up in the street, but somebody almost walked off with all of my stuff, like a kleptomaniac working hard and forgetting while stealing. This is mine. This ain't your stuff. Now why don't you put me back and let me hang out in my own self? Somebody almost walked off with all of my stuff and didn't care enough to send a note home saying, I was late for my solo conversation or two sizes too small for my own tacky skirts. What can anybody do with something of no value on an open market? Did you get a dime for my things? Hey man, where are you going with all of my stuff? This is a woman's trip and I need my stuff to ooh and ah about Daddy, I got a mainline number for my own shit. Now won't you put me back and let me play this duet with this silver ring in my nose. Honest to God, somebody almost run off with all of my stuff and I didn't bring anything back but the kick and the sway of it. 
the perfect ass for my man, and none of it theirs. This is mine, Entozake, her own things. That's my name. Now give me my stuff. I see you hiding my laugh and how I sit with my legs open sometimes to give my crotch some sunlight. And there goes my love, my toes, my chewed up fingernails. Nigga, with the curls in your hair, Mr. Louisiana hot link. I want my stuff back, my rhythms and my voice. Open my mouth and let me talk you out of throwing my shit in the sewer. This is some delicate leg and whimsical kiss. I gotta have it to give my choice without you running off with all my shit. Now you can't have me lest I give me away. And I was doing all that till you run off on a good thing. Who is this you left me with? Some simple bitch with a bad attitude? I want my things. I want my arm with the hot iron scar and my leg with the flea bite. I want my callous feet and quick language back in my mouth. Fried plantains, pineapple pear juice, Sun Ra, Joseph and Jules. I want my own things, how I lived them, and give me my memories, how I was when I was there. You can't have them or do nothing with them. Stealing my shit from me, don't make it yours, makes it stolen. Somebody almost run off with all of my stuff, and I was standing there, looking at myself the whole time, and it wasn't a spirit took my stuff, was a man whose ego walked around like Rodan's shadow, was a man faster in my innocence, was a lover I made too much room for, almost run off with all of my stuff, and I didn't know I'd give it up so quick. And the one running with it, don't know he got it. And I'm shouting, this is mine. And he don't know he got it. My stuff is the anonymous ripped off treasure of the year. Did you know somebody almost got away with me? Me in a plastic bag under their arm. Me dangling on a string of personal carelessness. I'm spattered with mud and city rain. And no, I didn't get a chance to take a douche. Hey man, this is not your prerogative. I gotta have me in my pocket to get around like a good woman should. And make a poem in the pot or the chicken in the dance. What I got to do, I got to have my stuff to do it to. Why don't you find your own things and leave this package of me for my destiny? What you got for me, what you got to get for me, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Round five in the winter when the sky is blue-red and do cities getting pressed. If it's really my stuff, you got to give it to me. If you really want it, I'm the only one can handle it. Lady in green. Somebody almost walked away with all of her stuff. Blessings and grace to the powerful written spirit that continues on and on in Tezake Shange. Thank you, sister. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. Out at mirrors staring back at me, brand faces bracketing, blackening on the balconies. 
Red is running down the spine of my father The motivation for the focus spine of his daughter I am who am, most specifically the water Tears taste like sea salt, reminiscing of my martyrs yourself for freeing yourself, after seeing yourself in a world by yourself, not knowing yourself to question yourself about yourself that enslaved you.
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with technology. Starting off on motherboard.vice.com, Pentagon wants to predict anti-Trump protests using media surveillance. A series of research projects, patent filings, and policy changes indicate that the Pentagon wants to use social media surveillance to quell domestic insurrection and rebellion. The United States government is accelerating efforts to monitor social media to preempt major anti-government protests in the United States, according to scientific research, official government documents, and patent filings reviewed by Motherboard. The social media posts of American citizens who don't like President Trump are the focus of the latest United States military-funded research. The research funded by the United States Army and co-authored by a researcher based at the West Point Military Academy is part of a wider effort by the Trump administration to consolidate the United States military's role and influence on domestic intelligence. The vast scale of this effort is reflected in a number of government social media surveillance patents granted this year, which relate to a spy program that the Trump administration outsourced to a private company last year. Experts interviewed by Motherboard say that the Pentagon's new technology research may have played a role in amendments this April to the Joint Chiefs of Staff Homeland Defense Doctrine, which widened the Pentagon's role in providing intelligence for domestic emergencies, including insurrection. It's no secret that the Pentagon has funded big data research into how social media surveillance can help predict large-scale population behaviors, specifically the outbreak of conflict, terrorism, and civil unrest. Much of this research focuses on foreign theaters like the Middle East and North Africa, where in 2011, Arab Spring kicked off an arc of protests that swept across the region and toppled governments. Since then, the Pentagon has spent millions of dollars finding patterns and posts across the platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and beyond to enable the prediction of major events. But the Pentagon isn't just interested in anticipating surprises abroad. The research also appears to be intended for use in the home and the United States homeland. In August, the United States Army-backed study on civil unrest within the United States homeland was published in an obscure anthology of papers presented to a big data conference in Kiev, Ukraine, which took place early June. The anthology was, reached as, was released as part of a Spring Nature's Advanced and Intelligent Systems and Computing book series. The paper in question is a study of the link between social media and anti-Trump protest after the 2016 presidential elections, titled Social Network Structure as a Predictor of Social Behavior. The case of protest in the 2016 United States presidential election. The study was funded by the United States Army Laboratory, which is part of the U.S. Army's Research Development and Engineering Command. So they are studying the populace and, and creating a tool to be able to predict protests. And on TheVerge.com, Walmart-owned Sam's Club is opening a cashier-less store in Texas. Sam's Club, the member-only Walmart-owned retail store, is taking a page from Amazon's playbook by opening up an experimental cashier-less Sam's Club Now store in Texas. 
In a blog post announcing the news, CEO Jamie Ione said that the new store is very close to opening and it will serve as the epicenter of innovation for Sam's Club. Despite doing away with traditional cashiers, Sam's Club now quite isn't quite as automated as the high-tech Amazon Go locations. Users will use new Sam's Club Now app to scan their items as they walk through the store, and there'll be a final scan from the staff member as you exit to complete your purchase. It's almost like turning the entire store into a continuous self-checkout stand. The company has big ambitions for expanding that experience with plans for smart shopping lists that automatically update as you scan items, intelligent maps that can guide you through the store to find your next item, and even augmented reality. In the future, Sam's Club now is planning to add electric shelf labels that will instantly update prices and take advantage of over 700 cameras in the club to better manage inventory. Sam's Club now is part of Sam's Club continuing efforts to stay ahead of technological curve, and it's the latest move in Amazon and Walmart's ongoing war for retail supremacy in the United States, putting the Walmart-owned Sam's Club in direct competition with Amazon's new ghost stores. And moving forward on QZ.com, Quartz, police are using artificial intelligence to spot written lies. They're using artificial intelligence, the police, to, to spot written lies. There's no foolproof way to know if someone is verbally telling lies, but scientists have developed a tool that seems remarkably accurate in judging written falsehoods. Using machine learning and text analysis, they've been able to identify false robbery reports with such accuracy that the tool is now being rolled out to police stations across Spain. Computer scientists from Cardiff University and Charles III University of Madrid developed a tool called Veripol, specifically to focus on robbery reports. In their paper published in the journal Knowledge-Based Systems earlier this year, they describe how they trained a machine learning model on more than 1,000 police robbery reports from Spanish National Police, including those that were known to be false. A pilot study in Mercuria and Malaga in June 2017 found that once Veripol identified a report as having a high probability of being false, 83% of these cases were closed after the claimants faced further questioning. 83% were closed after the claimants faced further questioning. In total, 64 false reports were detected in one week. Veripol works using algorithms to identify the various features in a statement, including all adjectives, verbs, and punctuation marks, and then picking up on patterns in false reports, according to the Cardiff University statement. The false robbery reports are more likely to be shorter, focused on the stolen property rather than the robbery itself, have few details about the attacker or the robbery, and lack witnesses. Taken together, these sound like common sense characteristics that humans could recognize, but the AI proved more effective at unemotionally scanning reports and identifying patterns, at least compared to historical data. So, of course, that doesn't mean that the tool is perfect. Our model began to identify false statements where it was reported that incidents happened from behind or where the aggressors were wearing helmets. Co-author of the study, Dr. Collados from Cardiff University of Computer Science and Informatics, said in a statement, 
Bad luck for those who are really robbed from behind or who are wearing a helmet. So artificial intelligence has found a way to spot the written lie. And on NPR.org, thousands of Swedes are inserting microchips under their skin. Technology continues to get closer and closer to our bodies, from the phones in our pockets to the smart watches on our wrists. Now, for some people, it's getting under their skin. In Sweden, a country rich with technological advancement, thousands have microchips inserted into their hands. Thousands have microchips inserted into their hands. The chips are designed to speed up users' daily routines and make their lives more convenient. Accessing their homes, offices, and gyms is as easy as swiping their hands against digital readers. They can also be used to store emergency contact details, social media profiles, or e-tickets for events and rail journeys within Sweden. Proponents of the tiny chips say that they're safe and largely protected from hacking, but one scientist is raising privacy concerns around the kinds of personnel health data that might be stored on these devices around the size of a grain of rice. The chips typically are inserted into the skin just above the user's thumb using a syringe similar to that used for giving vaccinations, and the procedure costs about $180. So many Swedes are lining up to get microchips that the country's man chipping company says it can't keep up with the number of requests. More than 4,000 Swedes have adopted the technology, with one company, Biohacks International, dominating the market. The chipping firm was started five years ago by Joan Osterlund, a former professional body piercer. After spending the past two years working full-time on the project, he was currently developing training materials so he can hire Swedish doctors and nurses to help take some of the heavy workload. Having different cards and tokens verifying your identity in and to a bunch of different systems just doesn't make sense, he says. Using a chip means that hyper-connected surroundings that you live in every day can be streamlined. Many early adopters come from Stockholm's thriving startup scene. It's just completely passive. It has no energy source or anything. So when you tap it against a reader, the chip sends back an ID that tells the reader what chip it is, he explains. Swedes are very pragmatic and the chip is useful. Since a lot of people know each other and the tech community, it's very tight. The trend has been spreading and people have seen the benefits, Frist says. When Frist moved into a shared house early this year, he organized a chipping party for his new housemates. Now they can access the 16th century building they share in Stockholm's old town by tapping their hands to a digital reader by the door. The chip basically solves my problem, says Versegi28, who also uses it to get into her co-working space. They are chipping in record numbers in Sweden as the first wave is happening. And on TheVerge.com, Uber introduces an Amazon Prime-style monthly subscription service. Uber introduces an Amazon Prime-style monthly subscription service. For $14.99 a month, riders get flat, heavily discounted fares that can save them 15% on travel. Uber has now 
has a new plan to lock customers into its transportation ecosystem while also expanding the list of services it offers ahead of the expected public offering in 2019. It's called RidePass, and it's Uber's attempt at an Amazon Prime-style subscription service. RidePass is available today in five cities, Los Angeles, Austin, Orlando, Denver, Miami. For $14.99 a month or $24.99 a month in L.A., riders can lock in flat rates on all UberX and Uber Pool trips that take over the course of a month. The rates based on historical data will be heavily discounted, saving riders up to 15% on their overall monthly travel. Uber says ride pass fares won't be subject to typical external events like weather, traffic, or surge pricing. And there's no limit to the number of rides customers can take each month. Starting today, riders in those five cities can sign up through the app. Once they get rolling, ride pass subscribers can track their savings on every ride with real-time updates. It auto-renews so there's no need to remember to buy a pass every month. Users can cancel at any time, but there won't be a refund if they cancel in the middle of the month. So Uber now has a subscription service, a monthly subscription service, which saves you 15% on your monthly travel. On usatoday.com, a study shows that preschool apps manipulate children to watch ads and make purchases. Pediatric researchers and the authors of a study released Tuesday say that too many of the apps aimed at preschoolers manipulate the youngsters to watch ads or make in-app purchases, resulting in potentially harmful behavior, according to a study from the University of Michigan Medical School. Armed with the study, a coalition of consumer and public safety advocates sent a letter to the Federal Trade Commission asking the government agency to investigate the preschool app market and end what they say are deceptive practices. The effort is being led by the Campaign for a Commercial Free Childhood and the Center for Digital Democracy, with more than a dozen other consumer and public health advocacy organizations signing on. Researchers analyzed 135 popular free and paid apps, the majority of which were downloaded more than 10 million times each and some upwards of 50 million times. The study found that 95% of such apps include at least one type of advertising, some of which are embedded in games or activities. The advocates point to several examples. In Disney's Olaf Adventures, a glowing cake invites children to tap it, and if they do, a pop-up asks them to protect Anna's cake by paying $3.99. In eSpace Publishing's Kids Animal Jigsaw Puzzle, a pop-up video ad took up about as much time as the gameplay, the study reports. With young children now using mobile devices on an average of one hour a day, it's important to understand how this type of commercial exposure may impact children's health and well-being, said Jeremy Rodesky, a development behavior expert, pediatrician, and senior author of the report. Our findings show that early childhood app market is a wild west, with a lot of apps appearing more focused on making money than the child's play experience, she said. This has important implications for advertising regulations, the ethics of child apps design, as well as how parents discern which children apps are worth downloading. The study also noted with 
young children lack a meta-awareness about advertising and are, are unable to critically reflect upon their reactions to it. Therefore, children under six years old may be especially susceptible to collecting tokens or other gameplay items, and children may also have even less understanding of online advertising and, than TV ads. Moreover, in 35% of the apps reviewed in the study, including 54% of the free apps, advertising videos suddenly interrupted play or appeared where one level of game ended before another began. Some apps also contained buttons that contain what researchers say were misleading symbols, a dollar sign or a teddy bear, for example. If the child clicked on those buttons, they would see videos for other toys or food. So the letter sent to the FTC says it's deceptive to market as free apps that require additional purchases in order to play and that it's equally misleading to market games constantly interrupted by ads as, in, as educational. So check out what apps your children are playing, especially if they're preschool age. And on motherboard.vice.com, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, is planning to ship several metric tons of cargo to the moon. Blue Origin signed a letter of intent with two German space companies to deliver supplies to the moon by 2030. Jeff Bezos' pet aerospace exploration project is planning to send several metric tons of unspecified cargo to the moon in the next five years. Blue Origin, described by Bezos as the most important work I'm doing, signed a letter of intent with German aerospace companies OHB Space Systems and Security and MT Aerospace at the 69th Annual International Astronautical Congress in Germany on Tuesday. The OHB SE dubbed the Lunar Project the Blue Moon Mission in a press release. It's not clear exactly what cargo the Blue Moon Mission would transport, but it likely includes infrastructure designed to start a private business on the moon. The IAC also detailed the launch of the moon race, a competition between Blue Origin, Airbus Air, and space and other space agencies around the world to develop technology that will bring companies around the world to the moon. According to a press release, the competition could involve manufacturing products and technology, manufacturing any source, energy sources for humans to survive, getting access to water, and sustaining biological life, such as plant or agricultural life, all on the moon. The companies are relying on a generous interpretation of the Outer Space, Tre Outer Space Treaty of 1967 signed by the United States, which bans ownership of private property in space. Earlier this year, the House of Representatives approved the Space Commercial Free Enterprise Act, which argues that American companies don't have to abide by the rules set out in the treaty. Blue Origin said in a press release, that both the moon mission and moon race are in line with its goal to land large payloads on the moon that can access and utilize the resources found there. Perhaps space exploration serves as a convenient distraction for tech CEOs facing negative or critical press about their operations on Earth. 
On Tuesday, Bezos finally raised the minimum wage of Amazon workers around the country following months of Amazon worker strikes and criticism from media outlets and politicians such as Bernie Sanders. The next day, Amazon cut bonuses for hourly workers. The company continues to actively dissuade its workers from, union, from unionizing by showing propaganda videos. Last month, SpaceX CEO Elon Musk announced a jazzy update about construction of the Big Falcon rocket and its possible 2023 launch the day after Vernon Unsworth, a diver Musk repeatedly accused of being a pedophile, filed a $75,000 defamation suit against Musk for reputational damage. Days later, Musk was sued by the Security and Exchange Commission for securities fraud relating to his company, Tesla. He resigned as chairman of Tesla on Monday. And on TheGuardian.com, rain or shine, new solar cells captures energy from raindrops. New device is designed to prevent power output plummeting when the sun isn't shining, but practical application is still some years off. A solar panel that can generate electricity from falling raindrops has been invented, enabling power to flow when skies cloud over the sun has set. Solar power installation is soaring globally, thanks to costs plunging 90% in the past decade, making it the cheapest electricity in many parts of the world. But the power output can plummet under gray skies, and researchers are working to squeeze even more electricity from, plant, from the different panels. The new device, demonstrated in a laboratory in Suchow University in China, places two transparent polymer layers on top of a solar photovoltaic cell. When raindrops fall onto the layers and then rolls off, the friction generates a static electricity charge. Our device can always generate electricity in any daytime weather, said Bokwan Sun at Suchow University. In addition, this device even provides electricity at night if there is rain. Other researchers have recently created similar devices on solar panels, known as triboelectric nanogenerators, TINGs. But the new design is significantly simpler and more efficient as one of the polymer layers act as the electrode for both the TING and the solar cell. Due to our unique device design, it becomes a lightweight device, says Sun, whose team's work is published in the journal ACS Nano. In future, we explore integrating these into mobile and flexible devices, such as electronic clothes. However, the output power efficiency needs to be further improved before practical application. Sun said the field was developing fast and expects to produce a prototype product in three to five years. Other scientists in China have also used tings on solar cells to harvest some power from wind, an approach sunset could be added to his device. The top layer of ting is also grooved to help focus more on the solar cell. So now from rain or shine, a new solar cell captures energy from raindrops. We're going to take a music moment and come back with herbnology. Blessings and grace. Them can't take my soul, you know? So you beat them 
them So you lock them down And you think that you've won But them are all a meditation Out in a hibernation
from the youth You can steal the fruit, not the roots
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with Herbnology. I'm going to be talking about the benefits and uses of wintergreen. Now, wintergreen, also known as teaberry, boxberry, checkerberry, or deerberry, both the leaves and the berries of this plant are edible, and the plant contains a chemical called menthol silicate, which is a mint-like flavor and is chemically very similar to aspirin. Native Americans used this hardy plant as a natural pain reliever. Due to its similarity to aspirin, wintergreen and its essential oil have many health benefits for the following. For headaches, body aches, stomach aches, cold and flu symptoms, fever, arthritis and achy joints, gout, menstrual cramps, digestive issues such as gas, asthma, inflammation, skin irritation, kidney problems, muscle and joint pain, nerve pain, and other aches and pains. In order to release the menthol silicate from the plant's parts, it must be heated in warm water. Therefore, the leaves and the berries of this plant are often used in herbal teas. The leaves are also used to make salves and ointments. The essential oil of this plant can be extracted via steam distillation or by soaking the leaves in alcohol for a month or more. Although the flavors are similar, wintergreen and spearmint have some significant differences. Wintergreen is um, scientific genus Gaultheria, while spearmint is a true mint from the genus Mentha. So wintergreen is native to North America, where spearmint is native to Europe and Asia. And wintergreen produces berries and spearmint does not. And spearmint does not contain the methyl silicate and therefore does not have the same health benefits as wintergreen. And even though the plant has many impressive benefits, there's also something to look out for. For ones that have allergic reaction to aspirin, they may experience a side effect of swelling, irritation, or hives if you have an allergic reaction to aspirin. And also, you should not use this herb if you're breastfeeding or pregnant, as it may have a negative impact. But on the good side, wintergreen is good for nerve pain, muscle and joint pain, skin irritation, kidney problems, asthma, digestive issues, arthritis, fever, headaches, cold and flu symptoms. Look into the nature of the Most High for your next healing. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. a medley Ooh It's clear angel again Ooh I just a real reggae music Ooh It's clear angel again Every day is more, more, more Every day Every day Buzzing and fighting, looting and shooting Them not go cross the border, call them. Heart full of sin, yo. Dirty living, dirty living. 
dirty living, dirty living. Them not live good, them not live right. Every day them get up and a chat and backbite. Once him be dead, no one see we have life. Instead of live up and rise with the sunlight, them rather seek war, them rather broke fight. And the truth not even in a them sight. Dirty living mean bad mind, it mean grudgeful, it mean you mean and you're awful. Dirty living, dirty living. Them now go cross the border, call them heart full of sin, yo. Dirty living, dirty living. Them a watch we and a chat we and a do the same thing, yo. Dirty living, dirty living. Them now go cross the border, call them heart full of sin, yo. Dirty living, dirty living. Dirty living, dirty living. Rather watch the people in walking, talking what you do. Rather understand that sometimes they are just not good for you. Stab you in your back, and that's a fact. Know your company. Try to watch the people you walk with and talk with and watch you do. Stand firm, don't let nobody hold you down. The enemies they all surround. Taking a bite of your flesh as they tell you you are the best. Them a liar, so we are gonna burn them down. Don't let them take you for the clown. Be ahead of your game with truths and rights. We are put them to shame. The closest to you could be your enemy. Real friends are better than pocket money. Yeah, the season knows it all. Even when your back's against the wall, try to watch the people you walk with and talk with what you do. Try to understand that sometimes they're just not good for you. Watch the people you walk with and talk with and watch you do. Hey, this is a medley. Ooh, it's Claire Angel
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the metaphysics of the moment, starting off with the metaphysical meaning of porches, the five porches of the pool of Bethesda. Metaphysically, it means the five sense limitations, the great multitude of them that were sick or depleted life corpuscles lie here near the pool in the five porches or the five sense limitations, 
the five-sense consciousness does not realize the power of I am to quicken the inner functions of man's organism, but lets the weak, depleted life cells accumulate and burden the system. A thought of the activity of life would, through divine law, seem to free from their helplessness. It is not necessary that all the purification and renewing of the depleted corpuscles shall take place through the lungs when man understands the power of I am to declare the word of activity. Yeshua, the I am of spirit, did not tell the man to go down into the pool and be healed, but said, Arise, take up thy bed and walk. Thus we see that the work of the Spirit is not confined to physical processes, although it does not ignore them. If your lung capacity is not equal to the purification of your blood, increase it by declaring the law of active life. Anemic blood may be made vigorous and virile by one's daily censoring the attention in the lungs and affirming them to be spiritual and under the perpetual inflow of new life and the outflow of old life. Command these life centers to do your will. And the meaning of Bethesda. Bethesda is Hebrew for house of mercy, house of benignity, house of loving kindness, house of healing. A pool in Jerusalem by the sheep gate mentioned in John 5.2. It had five porches which sheltered constantly a multitude of sick folk who expected to receive benefit from the healing virtue that was believed to exist in the waters of this pool at certain periods. Metaphysically, Bethesda is the point in the consciousness where we feel the flow of the cleansing life of spirit. This pool or place in consciousness is formed by the realization that our life is being constantly purified, healed, and made new by the activity of mind. Physically, this is expressed in the purification and the upbuilding wrought in the blood when it comes in contact with oxygen in the, in the lungs. The ebb and flow of the waters of the pool are constantly going on, and when mind is active, all the depleted blood corpuscles are purified and renewed. Sheep represent the natural, innocent expression of spiritual life, and the sheep gate is the channel through which this life flows into the organism. The five porches represent the five sense limitation, which does not realize the power of spirit. The porches are filled with the multitude of those who are sick, blind, halt, and withered, or with unregenerate thoughts. When the water is troubled, typifies the dependence of, of unawakened man upon certain slow, natural healing processes, which he calls the work of nature. At this stage of man's unfoldment, the multitude of weak, sick, infirm thoughts and conditions within him have not received the swift healing power of the spiritual I am. The healing of the man at the pool represents the power of the I am, typified by Yeshua, to restore the equilibrium of the organism through the activity of spiritual ideas and consciousness, independently of the healing methods utilized by the sense man. The true spiritual healing methods is the word of authority as spoken by Yeshua, which must be set into activity. Through the power of the word, the infirmity gives place to perfect equalization and strength. And Samaritan, Samaritan is Hebrew, an inhabitant of Samaria, 
2 Kings 17.29, and John 4.9. Metaphysically, the Samaritans signify mixed thoughts, part worldly and partly religious. They were a mixture of Assyrian and Hebrew. They claimed to be direct descendants of Abraham and taught the books of Moses, but they were not recognized by the Jews as followers of the Jewish religion. Metaphysically, Samaria represents a state of consciousness in which truth and error are mixed. A state of consciousness in which truth and error are mixed. The women at the well represents the psychic or soul nature. The cyclical realm is not the true source of wisdom, although many searches for truth fail to distinguish the difference between its revelations and those of the spiritual. The Samaritans claim to be the descendants of Jacob, and they used portions of the Hebrew scriptures, but the Jews repudiated them. In the eyes of the Israelites, the Samaritans were pretenders. Thus, spiritually enlightened people see in psychic phenomena and the revelations of that phase of occultism and imitation of truth without its understanding. The soul must have truth. However, and it is recognized by the Christ as worthy, hence this wonderful lesson of John 4 to the only one auditor, the soul in its natural state draws its life from the earthly side of existence, Jacob's well, but is destined to draw from a higher fount, omnipotent life. Yeshua asked women for a drink, indicating the universality of spirit. If thou knowest the gift of God, the gift of God to man is eternal life. The soul informed of this task asked the Father to let it be subject of a manifestation of that life, and there gushes forth a never-failing stream, where sense consciousness is dominant, however the soul is slow to see the realities of ideas, thoughts, and words. The sight is fixed on material ways and means. Thou hast nothing to draw with. Whence then hast thou that living water. This is a fair setting forth of the questioning souls of this day who ask the explanation of spiritual things on a material or sense basis. The husband of the woman represents the intellectual side of the soul with its sense perceptions. She had been the wife of five husbands. That is, the soul had been attached to five senses and its present attachment, which was evidently sense perception of truth, was not her true husband. The soul is easily led away from truth and often becomes attached to the phenomenal basis of the mysterious unknowable under the delusion that it is good and in line with true doctrine. The Christ is a discerner of thoughts, and from them the history of the soul is read like an open book. When Yeshua displayed this ability to the woman, he had her faith at once, and she accepted him as a prophet, not because she understood his doctrine, but because he told her her past. Come, see a man who told me all things that ever I did. The soul is in its natural state attached to localities, forms, and conditions in the world. It believes in the importance of places of worship and the observance of outward forms. The mind of spirit puts all this aside and proclaims the universality of spiritual forces. God is spirit. Neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem shall ye worship the Father. The soul falls into forms of worship and thereby, thereby fails to get the true understanding 
but the Christ-minded know spirit. They enter the consciousness of the formless life and substance and are satisfied. The leading characteristics of the Samaritans cited in Luke 10.33 are kind-heartedness, helpfulness, and generosity. He typifies the traits that make religion a living, spiritually uplifting power. The activities of these spiritual qualities are the stepping stones that lead to the great demonstration. They are the forces that throw wide open the doors of the inner kingdom so that man's consciousness may be lifted up and merge with the God consciousness. Go and do thou likewise, the master was saying to all who wish to triumph over the last enemy, to all who wish to attain eternal life. Two principal lessons are set forth in Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan. One is that we keep the law of eternal life by loving God, and the other is that we keep this law by expressing love for our neighbor. Metaphysically, a man's neighbor is his nearest and most intimate embodied thought. The body is our nearest and most intimate embodied thought. Therefore, our body is our neighbor. The man who is stripped and beaten and left half dead symbolizes the physical body that is in similar condition. The robbers are our lawless thoughts that rob our body of its energy and substance. The priest and the Levite represents the ignorance and the indifference to truth that are found in both formal religion and law. The good Samaritan is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But without his ministry, the body would never be healed of its many wounds. The beast is a divine natural substance. The oil is love and the wine is life. The parable of the Good Samaritan teaches that the body is being robbed of its life by ignorant, lawless thoughts and that the life will be restored by Christ if we exercise his merciful healing love. Thus, this parable helps one to attain eternal life. And virgin. The ten virgins represent the senses. The senses are five in number, but have a twofold action five in the inner realm and five in the outer world. The way to supply oil for the lamps of the virgins, even of the foolish ones, is to affirm that the life source, the spirit from which one comes the power of hearing, smelling, seeing, feeling, and tasting, is not material, but spiritual. Each sense has an inner counterpart, which is connected with the one life from which it draws its oil or current life. There is a soul eye and a soul ear, and these on their inner side are in direct contact with spirit. But the outer side is in touch with the intellect and through the intellect with the formed organ of sense in the body. It is on this intellectual plane that the mortal mind has its citadel and it causes so much trouble with the outer organs. Menon. Menon is consoler and comforter, foster brother of Harad, the Tetrarch. He was one of the five prophets and teachers in the church at Antioch in Acts 13.1. Menon metaphysically the five prophets and the teacher in the church at Antioch mentioned in Acts 13.1 represents those who interpret spirit to the outer consciousness. Menon, comforter, consoler, 
refers especially to the activity of the Holy Spirit and individual consciousness and its role of comforter, giving consolation and cheer. And feast, the appropriation of large measure that is laying hold of divine potentialities. The feast in Jerusalem is a receptive state of mind toward all spiritual good. It is the realization of the unfailing substance of divine mind. A great peace is there, a peace of God which passeth all understanding, and a welling up of the indescribable substance that fills the whole being with satisfaction. The marriage feast is a conscious union between spirit or mind and body and the silent influx of substance, the union of man with spirit. A thirsting for things of spirit is necessary before one can come to the spirit marriage feast. Great desire for the light and purity of spirit is the power that prepares man for the greatest of feats. And the Sabbath feast is the inflow of spiritual substance that we realize when we enter silence. And feeding the 5,000 in the universal mind is substance that Yeshua called the Father, which is also the seed of all visible substance. It is the only real substance because it is unchangeable, while visible substance is in constant transition. An idea is purely spiritual and can be apprehended only by the mind. It is never visible to the eye, but can be sensed by man through any of his spiritual functions. When the attention has been centered on the idea of substance long enough and strongly enough, a consciousness of substance is generated, and by the powers of the various faculties of the mind in right relation, visible substance is formed. In this way, Yeshua brought into visibility the loaves and fishes to feed the 5,000. And Matthia, Matthia, gift of Jehovah, gracious gift of Jah. There are five Israelites mentioned by this name. At least three of them were Levites. First Chronicles 9.31, 15, 18, 25, 3, Ezra 10.43, and Nehemiah 8.4. Matthia is man's high true spiritual thoughts. The Israelites awakening to his divine possibilities of attaining perfection, fullness of abiding life, wholeness, peace, and all good through I am Jehovah. And substance, metaphysically, substance is an idea in divine mind, an attribute of being. It is the spiritual essence out of which all things are made. It is the visible and comprehensible to mind, but the five senses of man cannot comprehend it. One forms a consciousness of substance by dwelling in mind on the idea of the substantial abidingness of being and the eternal reality of all true substance. Substance is made visible to the sense man by man's thought. However, he does not see it as it is in being, but as it appears to his limited understanding. Men have not recognized substance because their minds have been centered on effect instead of cause, on manifestation and matter instead of the idea back of manifestation. The true bread out of heaven is spiritual substance. Heaven is the realm of divine ideas. Omnipresent, eternal, and substance is one of these divine ideas. And the Great Supper of Luke 14 15 to 24. Metaphysically, 
the feast of the pure substance of spirit ever accessible to the individual. Before one can partake fully of the substance of spirit, there must be a willingness to turn the attention to the ideas of spirit to the exclusion of all outer attractions. Having turned our attention to the invisible substance, we move upon it with our thoughts and words of truth, in faith, believing that our words are instantly fulfilled, filled full in spirit. The servants, Luke 14, 17, that are sent forth are desires. They bid us to come to the ever-ready fullness of spirit mind. The field of Luke 14, 18 is the belief of the reality of matter and material things, which keeps one from the consciousness of the real substance, which is spiritual. The five yoke of oxen, Luke 14, 19, symbolize the dependence of man on the strength of the five senses for his satisfaction. Marrying a wife, Luke 14, 20, is to center the affections on the things of the without, thus becoming lost in personal love. We may excuse ourselves from the spiritual feast by pleading the pressing demands of the outer world, but this will not relieve us from the effects of our failure to observe the law. We are spiritual beings first, last, and always. If we do not feed our souls, we must not be surprised if it absorbs the medley of thoughts nearest at hand in the subconsciousness. If we do not invite the flow of pure substance of spirit into consciousness, the discordant thoughts of the subconsciousness or race thought come in and feast on the natural life and substance of the organism, thus depleting the vitality. Soul starvation and nerve prostration go hand in hand. When you feel a nervous tension, you may know that your soul is starving. And if you not feed it, the poor and the lame and the blind will be your portion. There must be a constant communion with spirit through, through, through true ideas, prayer, meditation, and words. In this way, union is made with the indwelling substance, and the soul is fed and satisfied with the abundance of good. The soul is fed and satisfied with the abundance of good in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace, I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women's Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music. Cairo, Tanzania, Umani Azuri, Sun Moon Child, Sun Ra Godspell, Quiz 1-2, featuring Mo Jackson, Day of the Sun, Kareem Riggins, Bahia Dreamin', Claire Angel, War Medley, Laura Moval, Green Garden, Etanya, Roots, African Roots, Eight Prophets, Matu Baraka, You Yourself, Oshun, Windowpane, Kida, Stand for Something, Nairobi Selah, I Am Living Math, John Nine, Dronvolo Melchizedek, B. Jamel, Tough, Georgia Ann Muldrow, featuring Bilal, More and More, Akaya, Fly Away, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Earthology, Sarak, 13th Planet Remix, Ja Nine, Legitimate. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all.